What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cool Talks. On this show, we like to get the perspectives of folks from all walks of life in order to take some of their experiences and lessons that they've had and see if we can apply any of them to our lives and try and take something away from that. This week, we have Caitlin as our guest, and what we're going to be talking about is student involvement. She's been involved in a lot of things on campus, has recently just gotten an internship with Mattel, which is part of American Girl as well, has been a part of a Spanish immersion program, and has, well, got to go to a very special conference, and we're going to be going into a little bit detail about all of that in this episode. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how to be successful with involvement on campus, how to find yourself an internship when you're in college, and just how to be a little bit more confident about the entire process, then stick around. You've been involved in a lot of things on campus from all that I've seen and just knowing you in person and getting to work with you for a whole year. Um, do you want to just give us a quick rundown on what has been the most significant parts of that, meaning just the stuff at ASU? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so on campus, I'm involved in the student missions relations team. I'm on the eboard. It's my second year on their eboard, and I run um, the public relations and marketing. So very directly related with my major, which I really love because I'm a marketing major. So I kind of get to use all those things I've learned in classes and from internships and experiences and help one of my favorite orgs on campus. Um, also that I am a devil's advocate tour guide and I'm a residential community assistant on campus and I'm a business ambassador. Um, so definitely a busy bee. I think probably the biggest reason why I wanted to get so involved was that my freshman year I did not do anything. Um, I had like tried to join organizations, but for some reason, like everything I wanted to be a part of was like an application or on audition mm. basis, and I didn't get anything. Um, so that was really rough freshman year, just because like they always encourage you to get involved. They want you to go out and do something, and I. It's not that I didn't attempt, but it definitely didn't go too hot. Um, so sophomore year, I was super determined just to kind of dive right in and get involved with as much as I could, you know, right off the bat in September because school starts in August. And then I've kind of just been ramping up that involvement from there. Um, so, I mean, I honestly don't know how I balance it all. There's <laughs> definitely times I'm like stressed and overwhelmed, but I always try not to let like other people see that. That's the thing I'll like call my mom and be like, life sucks. Like I want to go home. And then like <laughs> she'll talk me out of it after half an hour or something. Um, but I think just I like being busy because then I can, you know, get to meet more people and make more connections and just, you know, you're only in college once. I really don't plan on going back for another undergrad <laughs> and I don't really want to get like a master's or anything unless, you know, some path, path changed. But at the moment, mm -hmm. that's not the plan. So I'm just kind of trying to like make the most fit and I don't want to regret not being a part of anything when I graduate. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. So what, what was that Says wall? the guy who was in college for three years and two Ooh, and a half of them were out. online. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and didn't live on campus ever. Six semesters, three semesters there, uh, whatever. Not the story. What was that wall like uh, that you hit as a freshman? You yeah. said it was all application-based and you had to like, get in? Yeah, so freshman year, I don't even remember what I applied for anymore, but like, there was at least 10 different things, whether it was like an on-campus job or, you know, a lot of organizations are on like an application basis. So for instance, business ambassadors, which is like the WP Carey representatives, you kind of host the like new student, um, like overview about what is WP Carey when they come on like a tour or visit, which 
is like weird right now because of COVID and everything. Um, but that one was all application basis. That organization actually applied freshman and sophomore year, and I did not get it until junior year. Um, so very <laughs> determined, persistent individual. Oh, you I tell me so. no. You see that underclassmen, and I like, want it more. <laughs> not this one. Not this one. Sometimes interview. Sometimes you get those interview skills when you've like gone through the process a few times as well. Like freshman year, I sucked at interviews, but by Junior year was like, oh, I walk in there and I'm boss man on him. <laughs> and now you're on the other sure. side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And like, my resume sucked as a freshman. I don't know about you guys, but I had the world's oh, same. first resume when I started. <laughs> what can you have on one? My first ever uh, job at McDonald's. National oh, Honor Society. <laughs> yes, like high school National Honor Society. Like bullet point Real this. big text. I was on, insert Bad. random club sport or like slight club activity that has no involvement whatsoever. <laughs> hey, sports is things. better than just random honor society when you're trying to oh. apply to something social because mm. most people are like, oh, you did nothing versus, oh, you actually know how to make friends. Or at least you were forced to interact with people and they didn't kill you in four years. Or best best case scenario, the dude you're interviewing with is like, Oh man, I love football. You were on the football team. Oh, 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 or whatever it is. And you, you got that one. That's that, at least like a one out of four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead ass. I just have like a hobby section on my resumes. Always is a good conversation. Right? Yep. You got cool hobbies. Definitely. Anyway. I had that too. Like, I was like, I danced. Like, let's talk about yeah. that not not a good uh not a good resume booster at the moment anymore Gosh. yeah that's right. fair i could see that when yeah i would be caught caught dead putting that on my resume no but i think too like when you apply so many times a it shows them how badly you want it and b like i knew what questions i was going to be asked before i showed up so i was able to like my answers yeah for sure for sure one of your friends to apply to and make sure they interview before you like they don't really want it but they just like feed you all the questions, write up a nice little script. I it's... wish. Do you have a friend like that? Can I get, like, contacts on that? <laughs> no, but in the comments, people, you know, 10 bucks, I will pre-interview for you. Wow. That's, That'd like, a, a great job that, venture. Actually. I think you're on to yeah. something there. Right? Yeah. You I'll could start a small business with that. Business. You're like, you hey. You have to be able to actually yeah. get the interview. Yeah, Shady Jack's pre-interview scouting. Just lie. If you're just not lie. actually trying to get the job, right. just I mean, lie, yeah, just show say, up, and you're like, ah, oh, I have a theoretical like degree in physics. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, the degree is theoretical. <laughs> the degree is theoretical. Yeah. You just got to be good enough to get to the interview round, but not too good to take the job from the person you Well, you can just say no right. to the job. That's true. Also no, very true. Yeah. I have a better offer. It's called myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own boss. Gotcha. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, I know. That was your, it. Uh, favorite part of being a part of so many different things Ooh, i think it's all the people i meet i mean if i'm going to be honest you know there's always downsides and negatives to anything you're involved in um but i found that like the people you make and the people you meet and the relationships you make like those never are the worst part at least is what i've noticed in my experience and like through my different student orgs and seeing like i've found like some of my best friends so that's my favorite part i guess <laughs> yes those relationships are important because you you usually lose them if you don't make a concerted effort to keep them right like even if you meet somebody that you absolutely hate at one of these clubs or organizations you're probably not going to go and start like a podcast with them so probably if i mean hate, speak for yourself speak for yourself yeah 
you're a part of American Girl as far as an internship goes. How did you get that, and what has that experience been like so far? Yeah, for sure. So I've actually known I've wanted to work for American Girl Corporate since I was six. Um, so definitely not the same dream six-year-olds have, but that was what I just wanted to do. Um, if and nothing then, else, you have to respect carrying it on for so long. Well, yeah, it did go away for a bit. There was a time I thought I was going to be on Broadway. Um, that didn't work out, and I thought this was maybe a little bit more realistic and attainable. Um, so I actually worked at the Scottsdale retail location. So there was a storefront in the Scottsdale quarter. Um, it was open from 2015 and it closed in September of 2020, just with COVID and everything. Um, yeah. so There's I was entire there. stores. Yeah. Is it like a Build-A-Bear? So kind of, yeah. So they have retail stores and then online. And so it's in a way like a Build-A-Bear where like you pick a doll and an outfit and accessories, but like all the dolls come in an outfit and they're like pre-stuffed. So, so like, a little less Frankenstein-y yes slightly. a lot less horrifying when it's a bear a lot more horrifying when it's a child <laughs> when it's an 18 inch tall uh, yeah. caricature of some little american girl right kind of yeah we have a doll hair salon though so the dolls could come get their hair done their ears pierced that's where oh, i worked geez. so that was this just fun. this just feels like the definition of excess <laughs> it's at the scottsdale mall Drew. <laughs> that's it fits right in Jeez. It's like you see those you movies, it's right. about the future where there's like that one quarter that's like all the super, super rich people are, and then like the other three quarters live only in darkness because they don't have the money to see sunlight. And this is a store that's in the rich quarter. <laughs> we're like, a, like a, the dystopian Hunger Games. We're like, yeah. we're like the rich people. <laughs> Jeez. I mean. That was that's Scottsdale. We used to joke and say it was Snotsdale because some of the parents were <laughs> very interesting who came into the store. Oh yeah, I mean the fashion on some of the people like walking by. I feel like a hobo when I go to that mall. I'm just like wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I'm like, lots of right, people baton, walk into like a steakhouse wearing flip flops. So <laughs> interestingly What's enough, a it's... steakhouse. You know, it's like Texas yeehaw. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> Texas. I know. Yeah. I just cowboys. <laughs> All right, back to you. Yes. <laughs> Tangent. You're yeah. So I worked at the retail store for two years, and then I worked remotely for them a little bit, doing like reservations, um, and I kind of like explaining store experiences and helping. Like I was a party planner, so to speak, so, like helping people plan their trip to the other stores that were open. And then I was able to get an internship, um, which was really exciting. That was one of the longest processes I've ever gone through because I started it in like September, October, and I didn't interview in here till March. Um, so that was definitely what? a long time for me. That's understandable. Man, that must be stressful. Yeah. Was it like constant communication or did or they just, just like silence. lose contact with you for like a month and a half? Yeah. So I like had I had like had an HR contact that I had reached out to in the past because I was trying to intern like three years ago um, mm -hmm. and they're like you have to be in the summer of your senior year so I was like okay this is my one shot um, and then like I attended like an info session presentation I happened to be the giveaway winner so that was super cool hey. I won a stuffed baby Yoda um, so that was hey. super <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> love him baby Yoda's an American girl 
Yeah, really? so, so it's with Mattel. Um, so the intern oh, is through like Mattel because Mattel is the parent company. Um, okay. So that was why it was a Baby Yoda. Yeah, they weren't going to give away a $120 doll. That would have been way out of the price limit. Um, that's but, understood. yeah, <laughs> they're, they're expensive. That's that's why right. I had Scottsdale, yes. That's why you have, they have interns and stuff. <laughs> that's why. Well, it was it is a paid internship, so that is nice. Uh, but I'm sure they would love free labor, too, at some point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I kind of, like, started then, and then I was, like, paying attention in my WPC 300 classes. And it's, like, send emails, like, as you're waiting. So, like, every month I would, like, send something to the recruiter, and I was, like, hi, you know, like, still super interested, still looking forward to next steps, like, do you have any suggestions on things I could work on now or like love this new product you just released to try to like keep in touch a little bit more? Right. Um, and then I was told I would hear between January and March on like an interview and like it was mid-February and I still hadn't heard anything. So I thought it was over um, and I sent an email again and the automated response I got back was that they were currently conducting interviews and would have limited access to email and oh, i like oof, lost yeah. it absolutely i wasn't lost invited it. to the party <laughs> yeah i was so crushed and devastated so then i like after i sent the email and i was like devastated I, I did hear back and then i had like my phone screener like two days after and then they set up my interview for like another two three weeks later um and then the day after i interviewed i was called and i received the offer so that was super exciting nice. hey that's some march madness right there <laughs> Was this, was this 2020 like during all the covid stuff too yes yeah oh. so it was last fall and this spring um and because there was like a toss-up between if the internship would be remote or if it'd be in person mm -hmm. and i was really 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 hoping it'd be in person um but it's not but it's okay because i oh, understand they have yeah. to like do what's best <laughs> i mean yeah. that's it's crazy though because i mean like you got your your internship at the same time that like so many people were just being dropped from theirs because of COVID. They're like, yes. hey, we're doing it this year. Bye. Well, I just couldn't believe they took so many, like, in general. Yeah. Like, I have a group of 75. I was shocked. And then I heard that was, like, the largest group they've ever had. But I guess, you know, when oh, everyone's whoa, online. they're expanding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's online. You have to everyone's market online. everything through they the internet. A relocation. They didn't need to pay meals. They like saved a lot of costs. You could, I guess, have a couple extra people. I mean, there is a reason why the billionaires plus in America, their wealth went up by thirty percent during COVID. Yep. Yeah, they sold a lot of American girl dolls. Mm -hmm. Exactly what happened. Because the our kids were depressed, they couldn't go out and needed friends. They buy them friends. Yeah, the rich people buy their daughters for the friends. They're like, here you go, here you go, here you go. They're all what sheltered at home. Uh, what is it that you think helped you get the internship? Was it, I mean, did you just apply to a bunch of different ones or was it kind of just being persistent in the process? Yeah. So I actually applied to several other internships and I got rejected from them. And by the time I was like waiting to hear back from this Mattel American Girl one, it was like my last resort, which was mm -hmm. extra stressful because it was my top pick, but also like mm -hmm. do or die because it was get it or not do anything over the summer. Um, so definitely stressful. I think being persistent helped in keeping that like connection with them because that was something they even mentioned at my interview how they really liked that I stayed in contact over the long duration. Um, and then like I like stalked all the people on LinkedIn who was my interviewer. <laughs> That's some dedication. That's a good way to do it. Honestly, you find your interviewer and you find yeah. out everything about them on LinkedIn. 
Oh. Yes. And then, like, you I could too enjoy my... scuba diving. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't have any of that. I had a, someone came from Disney. So I was like, I love Disney. I heard you came from there. Like, anything fun about that? Um, but I think, yeah, definitely getting to know them and then, like, coming prepared with questions. So, like, I mm -hmm. did a lot of research with former interns. I was like, hey, do you remember anything they asked you? Like, what are things you think I should know, like, right at the drop of a hat to answer? And then coming up with, like, well-formulated questions to ask there them. There you go. That's that's good. You got to get that, you know, scouting done. Kind of read the room. Get get all you. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, half that interview, you know, half that battle is fought before you even start that interview. Yes. So. Mm -hmm. There you go. Exactly. So. I don't know. Worked out for and me. The results speak for themselves, don't they? <laughs> uh, yes, I was very, very fortunate that all the stars aligned and things worked out in my favor. So I'm super grateful to be working there this summer. That's pretty sick. Nice. Landing your dream job, right? basically. Yes, it was like, oh, it was insane. It's just such a whirlwind. Like I couldn't believe it. I remember like jumping up and down and like screaming in my room and like the <laughs> resident who lived next to me like knocked on my door and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. Are you being dead. murdered? <laughs> like we're fine. It's all Jeez. good. Like, I don't bug you when you're having ragers at 3 a.m. Like yeah, why are you bothering me at 2 p.m.? Like come on guys. <laughs> you should be asleep. It's I, I think he was genuinely <laughs> concerned for your well-being. Hey, that just means you were a good CA. <laughs> You got to be a part of the CIVSA Student Development Institute Conference. To be fair, that, that that's a mouthful. Yeah. What exactly is that? And then, how I guess, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. Um, I'm totally going to forget what CIVSA stands for, of course, right now. That's this fine. Moment, but I'm pulling <laughs> it up right now. Um, so it was actually, that was a crazy story, what enabled me to go to that. Um, so it's basically, so the... CISVA, they do conferences for like um, people who work in admissions and then like student ambassadors who help with admissions. Um, so with my involvement from Devil's Advocates and Student Missions Relations Team, I was like eligible to go, um, which honestly, I didn't even know this conference was a thing until like five days before people <laughs> were going to go for it. So, <laughs> so a little bit of FOMO, I was like, well, why didn't I hear about this till now? Um, but, you know, people dropped out and they had an open mm. spot and I was spot of, so I got to go. So it kind of worked out pretty cool. Um, <laughs> right but, place, right time. Hey. Yeah. Actually, whoa, like, thank you for thinking of me. Uh, that was very unlike me, too. I'm very type A. I like all my ducks playing in a row. So, like, to be told on Friday that I'm leaving for a trip on, like, next Wednesday, like, <laughs> stressed me out so much. I, mm, I made it, though. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Honestly, I understand that. That actually happened to me this yeah. last week. I was told on Thursday that I'm leaving on Sunday. Yeah. I just... Good thing we're here on a Saturday. Big Apple, like, what? what do you mean I'm going? I'm like, I don't have everything You're in line. Like, I get oh, God. Like, what? No. Um, I gotta yeah. buy a toothbrush right now. It's like, yeah, you'll find out where you're staying when you land. And you're just like, what? That was it. That was pretty much Yeah. No That's how they do it. Dude, the airport's got a little sign that's made out of cardboard. And it's, like, the thing is, the reason that they don't tell you where you're staying until you land is because they don't book it until you land. It's not booked. So, like, if they screw it up, you're just going to be homeless Drew, in a foreign state. I feel state. like you've had a particularly oh, bad sorry. experience compared to a lot of folks. <laughs> I think she relates right now. Kind of, but mine was definitely booked before I got there. So. Okay. Well. <laughs> and this was in New Mexico, right? 
Yeah, so it was in Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico. That was okay. the first time I'd ever been to New Mexico. Um, it, was, it was in the country, Drew. It wasn't in New Jersey. It was okay, I guess. I mean, it was New Mexico. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I've never been. It's like Arizona, but diet. Yeah. Like yeah. Diet Coke. Yeah, it's like diet Mexico. Arizona. Pretty much. I would go back for like the hot air balloon festival. But other than that, <laughs> checked off the bucket list. We're good. Okay. Uh, Land not- of enchantment. It was, it was, it was fine. It was nice. It was great. (laughs) Land of enchantment. Just like you went to the garden state. I I don't think I saw a single flower. All right. What was it like while you were there? Um, And no tangent, please. Yeah. So it was really neat. We got to present at the conference um, about we, our presentation was on like Disney's customer service values and how we kind of use that in our student organization's responsibilities on campus. Um, one of the, so it was me and a couple other people. It wasn't just me. It wasn't an individual. That's a good point to make. Um, one of the other members had done the Disney college program. So he had all that like Disney knowledge and Disney experience that he kind of got to bring to it. And it was a really neat presentation. And then we just kind of like attended other sessions. Um, there was different events. We got to see snow. That was, like, the highlight Mm -hmm. for me um, (laughs) because I'm an Arizona gal. We don't get a lot of snow where I live in Arizona. Um, So I loved loved seeing the snow. That was super fun. Um, But, no, it was a really cool experience. I learned a lot about, you know, different techniques to use and, you know, in the campus ambassador's roles, but also just kind of, like, going about your professional career, like, tips and tricks. Um, And I think it definitely helped with my confidence a little bit, too, because... I'm a tour guide, but, like, I don't like speaking in class, like, as a presentation. That's very nerve-wracking for me. I prefer something a little bit more casual. Um, so that definitely helped, you know, having to present in a room full of strangers in a whole other state. Mm. Uh, so kind of got over that fear. Um, Did you have to, like, come up with your presentation in those five days? Are they just like... Hey, there's a seat on. There's a seat open. Uh, you want to present something, or did they have like a rough idea of what you? Yeah. Doing? So it was a mix. Uh, okay. So three of us went, and of the three people who went on the trip, actually two of us were last minute replacements. Um, ah. Yes, it was a very interesting dynamic. Um, but it, like, it was so much fun. It was like one of my favorite things I think I've done in college. And the one person who was like on board from day one changed the pro- the presentation because the original presentation was something that the two other people had like primarily come mm-hmm. up with. And he was oh. like, I don't want to do this. Um, so we did something different. And then like, we kind of put it together on the car ride there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we worked on it beforehand, but like we finished it up as we like got there. So. It's like had the outline, but you didn't actually have what you were saying until the car yeah, ride. <laughs> we had like the slides, but like the verbal presentation, we we worked on that. So they it's, they it's put like, all the clip art in the PowerPoint. And they're like, all right, yeah, you do the rest. <laughs> like half the people yeah. in our Spanish classes. Pretty much. I mean, I definitely did that in Spanish too, though, sometimes. <laughs> That's Every word planned from the start. That's oh, how okay. I would only do it. Spanish it's the only way I present. Rough. They're just rough. Jeez. It's so dependent on the teacher. Right. Only. Absolutely. I could see that. I could see that definitely being a consideration. Uh, on that on that note, though, have has your sp- did your Spanish skills uh, get a lot of use there? No. No. Um, <laughs> wouldn't think so. We went to a Mexican restaurant. 
They all there you go. <laughs> Was it Taco Bell? It was not Taco Bell. <laughs> thank you. It was just like Albert. It was Del Taco. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> when at these kind of like big social event type things and in different clubs that you've been a part of, do you feel like that type of thing like is for everybody or do you feel like there's like things specifically about you that make it a lot more enjoyable and you find yourself a lot more successful at it? Yeah, I think it definitely depends. Like working with um, student orgs that like relate a lot to admissions is definitely not for everyone. I come from the aspect though where I really like helping people. So like if I can, you know, answer any questions you have or, you know, help you make a college decision, I'm like all for that just because of like, you know, it's tough. I know what it's like to have mm. to choose a college as you guys all do. So like I like to help people like that. But for instance, like Greek life was not for me. So for someone else, it might be totally different where they're like totally into sorority fraternity life. That's awesome. Great for you all. But they might hate admissions organizations, which is totally fine. So I think like it doesn't necessarily depend on the person. You just kind of have to be willing to try it and know that if you don't like it, you know, you're more than willing to drop out of the organization. Um, it never hurts to try because you're not going to know what you like and what you enjoy to do unless you like give it a go and I think you know whether you're outgoing or shy you could probably find something that you like being a part of um I do think that's like the core thing people need to do in college is just just try it yeah that's mm -hmm. been a theme we hit a lot here it's, it's just try things until you figure it out and eventually hopefully you will I'm like hopefully you'll find something you like I'm like AC was like a thousand something clubs like right. there's gotta mm -hmm. be one for you <laughs> and if there isn't you're the problem can you make you a can club. make one. You can make a club. You just need three you, friends. You don't even have to work on yourself. Yeah, that's right. You start your own little cult. Finding a teacher I've also found can be kind of hard. Like one that's like, oh, yeah, I really like that club. Unless you have something that's like really legit. Mm. Like just starting a casual, like, I like this random thing. They have to like that thing or they're just like, man, fuck off. <laughs> just no. send a mass email to every single teacher. All faculty. Is anybody interested in uh, West Coast? ping pong or something i don't know is there east west ping pong differential i don't know my point on my point <laughs> is if you come up with something incredibly specific maybe you'll find someone at ASU. you it's might you could find someone super niche probably just take a lot of time we just need to find the one dude that's just they're intrigued by how bad of a club it oh, might yeah. be if you just have like a we total weirdo energy like if i were a professor and somebody came up to me with just like interesting but completely bizarre i'd be like hell yeah i'll i'll be your club dude i want to see what you're gonna get down and up to yeah <laughs> sign me up just novelty yeah total weirdo energy you get places going so, back to when you were talking about some of the spanish that you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so you got to be a part of a spanish immersion program from basically kindergarten or first grade up through the end of high school wow. yeah yeah what was that like for you i feel like that's not something that i've really heard, even heard of oh, yeah what is a spanish immersion like program really limited yeah. stuff but yeah go into that yeah so it was like very specific to my school district so i go to the i was in the cave creek unified school district which is in cave creek arizona um and i was so upset that my parents put me in the program i remember i was <laughs> devastated so pissed off i hated them i was like no um, no me gusta, mamá. No me gusta. <laughs> oh, so, I was so, so, puta. so upset about it. Um, because 
I started in first grade, um, and all my friends I'd made in kindergarten were, like, not doing it. So I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is not okay. Right. Um, but basically what the program was is that, so from first through sixth grade, half of my classes were in English, and the other half was in Spanish. So I've literally taken science in Spanish, math in Spanish, social studies in Spanish, <laughs> Like, those basic core curriculum classes, I took them in another language. Okay, um, well, now I understand why you're so much better than most of us in class. <laughs> <laughs> she actually learned it. It's it's a little wow. unfair. She actually, like, basically lived in a Spanish it. country, but half. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, I've never been to a Spanish-speaking country, though, so that's definitely a bummer like and something. 30 minutes like, away. I've never been to Mexico. Were all your classmates, like... Meaning, all your classmates Caucasian, or did you have, like, a mix of people who were also, like, Mexican from the yeah. area, or, like, what was that no. like? So, from first through sixth grade, we were all we were all Caucasian. Um, we had a couple African-Americans, but, like, everyone was American, English native speakers. And, you know, what was really neat was that every single year, we were, like, in the same group of classes. So, like, we got to know the people in the program super well, got to know the family as well. Like, everyone was, like, everyone. It was one big Spanish version family. Come 7th and 8th grade, so come middle school, it changed a little bit where we just took social studies and, like, a more advanced Spanish class in Spanish and everything else was in English, but we had native speakers. So four students who primarily speak Spanish at home, their parents speak Spanish, like, that is their first language, joined the program. And I think part of it was that was the only Spanish classes advanced enough for them, and the other part was they wanted us to learn from people who, like, had the native tongue. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> hey, you kids. It's We're so going to help you teach the class. Haha, <laughs> you don't get a saying it, though. You they work. talk so fast. Like, that is something I still struggle with, is, like, the native speakers talk so quickly, and I'm just like, um... I speak. love this fact. <laughs> is uh, Actually, so English, I think it processes data basically the rate of speaking in english is about three or four bits per second of information right. so that's how fast our language transmits information but spanish it's four five or six bits per yeah. second depending on who's talking so right no like literally just the language itself conveys like, information at a faster rate got it i've heard that like english is a little denser too like each word conveys slightly more information like shorter sentence. really you just say more words faster in Spanish, then, or less words faster? The words convey more meaning. So there's more nuance and intricacies. Yeah. So it's like, we would say, right. he goes. They would just say, va. Mm. I feel like the way you well, say it changes a lot. Yeah, that's, I'm yeah. Not there's a lot of dialects, ex. too. Also, I'm not, yes, we're not there's a lot of dialects. The dialects are like, there's some where like, the like, splice words and like, make new words by like, putting mm -hmm. things, I'm like, whoa, like, that's a little much. <laughs> they made me learn usted, even though that's only used in Spain. What's that for? Usted? That's for, like, higher up. That's for Sotros. Usted is used here. Well, I just, I just don't use respectful terms, I guess. Oh, it's Vosotros. Vosotros. Yeah, this is only only high school Spanish years. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to do it in college. I did it all through high school. And then I really wanted to, like, end with a Spanish degree of some sort because I had, like, AP class credits that carried over, a lot of stuff that carried over. Um, but I didn't want to take a fifth year. That was super important to me. I was mm. done in four. Um, and so there's, like, a business Spanish degree that's specific. And so that's kind of what 
I'm working on now. Um, but it's really interesting because nice. the program started with 65 kids, and the number of people who graduated in the program was nine. Oh. So Fun. we fizzled out a lot. <laughs> yes. But that was Working the most people. kids we had had. I was my class was the third year of it, and nine was the most they'd ever had. Hey, that's, that's a lot. Something. Um, they were up to twenty like last year. So oh, progress. cool. So we're yeah. seeing progress. Exactly. In <laughs> uh, all of these that's the pro- programs, fault too. In <laughs> all of these experiences that you've had, what has been the most surprising thing for you personally? Most surprising. I think yeah. not like an event, but just like yeah, kind of the way you've seen it, I guess. I think I've learned that I'm a lot more capable of what I think I am. Um, you know, like there'll be times where I'm like, nope, I'm just way too busy. I can't do anything else. But like sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, I might, you know, have some posts I have to do for my one organization, have a tour in the morning, be on duty on the afternoon and have like an exam and like got to do everything. And even though I don't feel like I can, like can. If you have Um, to, you can. What? Uh, you if you have to, you can. You know yes. you can now. Exactly. So I think kind you of just yourself like... to the limits to find those limits, right? Exactly. The <laughs> limit is further than you thought. It's like working out. You, you hurt yourself, you have a horrible day, a little stronger exactly. the next day. <laughs> but I think that's something really neat is that, you know, you have to push yourself to A, get out of your comfort zone and like reach your full potential. And, like obviously it's not always going to be fun when you have a gazillion things going on, but you have to do what you have to do. Like, that's life. At the very least, you learn something from it. Exactly. exactly. Maybe we are full of cliches today. But they're always so true. <laughs> that's that's why they're cliche. <laughs> oh, yes. At, at this point, us recognizing that cliches are cliches is becoming cliche. You know, I feel like we didn't, like, purposely run into it as hard this time. I think that was, like, a genuine thing. Yeah. Fair. We're getting there. I mean... I'm, it's normally genuine for me. I'm just a very cliche human. <laughs> Drew's just so wholesome, you guys. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap things up, Caitlin? I think that was it. I don't think Are there any new it. American girls? Any, any what? Anything Are there else new coming? American girls coming out? There's, there's probably millions of them born every day. I mean, like, a couple, like any new ones coming down the pipeline? Like, I don't know. Maybe they got something cool up their sleeve. We do. I mean, it's all confidential. Um, oh, we, yeah, there, there, we have a girl. So we have something called Girl of the Year, and every year there's a new doll released. Um, so the one that's coming out in 2020 is super cool. She's different than what kind of things have been done in the past. So I'm really excited to see her come to market. I mean, that's really all I can say about it. But <laughs> keep <laughs> she just got out. the doll. We can't make her lose it already. <laughs> yeah. She know, signed the like, NDA, guys. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to be like you know the peak at the bottom of a Happy Meal where they tell you what the toys next. You guys know about that? No. What? You didn't know that? You peaked and you're happy. No, no, no. When you get when you were a kid and you'd get a Happy Meal, the little box, the little red box. If you flipped it upside down and looked at the bottom, it would tell you what what like the next McDonald's series toys. Are oh, I never knew that. I, know I like that. never got Happy Meals, so I got I've had hundreds, but <laughs> and you never, um, you never noticed. Nope. We do not do that. I will suggest that though, if we like put that on the bottom of the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Like a toy story. What the next one is? <laughs> Any, I, will, uh, I will throw that out there. 
Gotcha. Any social media or special causes or anything you want the people to know about? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. If you would like to see more of my American Girl journey, I post bi-weekly updates. Uh, you can just search my name, Caitlin Alexa. <laughs> That's about it. She rivals you for, for LinkedIn updates, Grady. Wow. There you go. Alrighty. If you guys enjoyed, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe for more episodes in the future, and let us know what you guys think about this kind of changed up format a little bit, and we will catch you all in the next one. Bye!